And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie, Jeffrey Jowett with us. Jeff, why does prayer seem to work? So what? how prayers really work is because you're setting an intention of love, and love has the highest vibrational frequency of anything on the planet. It's how you pray and the intention you pray with that can really influence the, the strength and the integrity and the uh, ability of that prayer to act. It's really important, too, when you pray, that you're praying for the highest good. It might not be what you think the outcome is, but it's what's in the highest good of yourself or that individual that you're praying for. What's on the receiving end of the prayer that does make it work? So a like vibration. And so when you're, for example, a lot of times people ask someone who's healing emotionally, mentally, or physically from something, uh, their spirit has to be willing to receive you know, that energy and that vibration. But it, but you, when you're sending out those really high-vibe intentions, again, that's an expression of yourself, and that will only bring that loving-kindness vibration back to you. It's truly remarkable. It's almost like a wireless network out there, isn't there? It is, and that's why it's so important to be mindful of everything you think, everything you say, everything you do, because it is an eternal vibration that's out there. We, we can always wipe out the lower energy by changing and shifting with, with the higher intention. And prayer is one of those you know, opportunities where you're just sending loving kindness uh, to someone for their higher good. Will you do more extensive readings through your website for people? Yeah, so I, I do Zoom, in-person, FaceTime, telephone readings, and really I, I have clients all over the world, and I, I love to be, you know, in service, and I offer, you know, 30 minutes to 60 minutes, but they're, they're psychic and they're mediumship, and then I have past life readings. I call them soul progressions where I help people understand what their soul path is and what they're healing through. Where are you based out of, California? Yeah, I'm in Palm Springs, California. What's the weather like these days? It is getting beautiful. We're finally getting out of the triple digits. Anytime we're in the double digits, we love it. So, you know, the, like the coming week, it's it's the 90s, and then it gets down to the upper 60s at, at night. I'm in St. Louis for the holidays, and the weather's perfect. There's nothing like fall in St. Louis in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. It's the best. You ready for some calls? I'm ready. Psychic questions? Questions about mediumship? Just ask Jeff a specific question. Let's go west of the Rockies. Liz Marie to start in Fullerton, California. Hi, Liz. Hi, George, and hi, Jeff. Hello, Liz. Hi. I'm um, I'm wondering, um, at this point in my life, I feel completely open to any and all suggestions from spirit. So are there any spirits or a spirit that I've known before, even not known or met before? Um, that has crossed over, um, that has, like, any message or messages or guidance for me? Because I feel like I'm just existing and haven't really created a great life for myself. So I'm wondering if there's... Yeah, yeah, because as I'm talking to you, so I naturally go toward colors. Are you familiar with the chakras? I and certainly am. So, you know, chakras each resonate with a different color, and there's a couple of colors, orange and yellow, that I'm I'm drawn to. I get a grandfather figure... I'm not sure you knew him well. He's someone who, who uh, 
he was kind of grouchy. <laughs> like that's a grouchy grandpa, huh? Grouchy grandpa, but he wasn't always available for his family. Now, he was a hard worker, but his energy went toward his work. And he admires you because your energy is, is, is not just focused on a, on a career. But he says that you have a unique ability for organization, for uh, planning and, and things like that. Have, have you ever been in a position where you do, uh, where you manage uh, like a calendar or events or anything like that? Only in my own life. <laughs> so you use what you're passionate about, though, and bring that into other aspects of your life. You also have a really good eye, he says, for, for homes and houses. So you do a lot of your own design, like designing your own home and stuff, in, in internal, like interior design? Yes. Um, yes, and I actually considered doing that as a career. And just I don't have the confidence. I just feel like I would need some kind of push see, and that's, confidence. That's the yellow I see in you, and that's that self-confidence and self-esteem. If you if you are listening to when we were talking about manifestation, I would really encourage you to create a journal around that the idea of what you're passionate about. So you take your skills, your knowledge, and your your understanding, but more importantly, what you're passionate. And you, this grandfather is saying, that's what you do. He his was remedial. It almost feels like factory work. Like here's a widget. I just did it over and over and over. For you, it's it's. Your, your spirit, your soul wants to find a sense of self-worth and value by enhancing living environments. And, you know, living environments are important because they're where we ground. They're, they're where we, we find a sense of um, contentment, safety, and security. But be playful, uh, be inventive, be ingenious with your design, and start working through friends. He's saying, and then even maybe some family members, but then I don't know if you're familiar with staging and things like that that real, real estate agents look for, but I just feel like stepping in that direction is going to open you up to lots and lots of possibilities. And it, I want to say that, that I keep seeing the R, like Ralph, or uh, there's an R gentleman in spirit too. Who might that be, Liz? Uh, it could possibly be Ryan. Um, that was somebody I was in a relationship with who passed away two years ago. Uh, really unexpected, correct? Yes, absolutely. Because he's like, take advantage of every single day because you, there's no promise for tomorrow. And, mm-hmm. and, and be motivated. He says that you get really motivated by listening to music, and he's showing me like 80s and 90s. Is that the kind of music you like to listen to? Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah, so, like, use the vibration of that music he's saying to, like, guide you, but he says don't waste a single day. Okay. And, right. yeah, I thought I thought I was going to probably, like, not live much longer because I'm thinking um, I don't feel like this. I just feel like I don't have guidance. And I thought, right. Well, oh, you're no. not going to live much longer in, the, in that old belief system. When you step into this idea of manifestation, just go on YouTube, like Mel Robbins, uh, Jay Shetty, incredible speakers. They'll they'll help guide you and and help you create the life that you truly want to live. And that's living. It's not existing. It's living. And that's what the spirit world has for you. So I hope that's helpful. All right. Thanks, Liz. Next up, let's go to Don in Alberta, Canada. Hey, Donald. Welcome. Hi, George. Hi, Jeffrey. So you've had uh, 
guests on um, uh, the hum the effects of humming and how you can uh, hewing hewing yes yeah. that one as well <laughs> humming and hewing they do two different things one's more physical and one takes you to a higher plane um, I found that okay so there's 182 subplanes between here and where we have to get back home to home to be complete source energy. And um, the one thing I found is I was at a spiritual seminar one time and I, the, anyway, I learned to access, I think it's called Sugmud, but yeah. that's the highest point. And when I go up there to ask for something to be created, I find that it actually, it, it can't be something for yourself. It's like a selfless thing. You go up there. Um, but yeah, the hue is, is definitely something that I think everybody should do every day. If we could get everybody in America doing the hue, I think absolutely everything would change overnight, you know, for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, even if you do it once a day, like we did, we were supposed to make the jump to light speed or the shift back in the early 2000s, but unfortunately we didn't make it, but now I forgot. But, but Don, you bring up good, <laughs> good points that uh, George and I were talking about with prayer. Prayers, affirmations, um, they're a vibration, they're a sound, they're an energy. And it, it's, we want to get into a place of harmonic. We want to resonate and vibrate with, you know, that, that energy. The earth has that ohm vibration, and that's where I really appreciate the whole practice of yoga. It's bringing the breath in, in alignment. But like you're saying, mantras, affirmations, prayers are all vibratory ways that we can align, but we can help the planet align too. It's not just about us. It's, a, it's about bringing harmony and balance in, in all there is. So let's thanks go, for sharing that. Let's go to Susan in Roseville, California. Hi, Susan. Go ahead. Hi. I'm both of you. So nice that I got on. Um, I was wondering what my life path is, and um, do some people just choose to be single their whole life? A psychic question for you, Jeff. Yeah, well, and again, as I'm, as I'm tuning into your life path, you have a lot of green, like you're surrounded by green. And green is a, an important because it's heart chakra. In my senses, you have affinity for animals, is that correct? I just went to visit one today that I um, trapped about a month and a half ago. I went checking on her. She had a cold, and so I went to go check to see how well she got. Boy, am I into animals, yes. Well, and, and there are people here that are, you know, putting their attention and energy toward animals. But what I'm hearing, and I, I hear this vibration that's really important for you to repeat, it's safe to love, it's safe to love, it's safe to love, because karmically you came here with three very significant past lives where love was lost and you felt a sense of abandonment. And you carry, I call it right seed karma. It's karma from those past lives. You're carrying it with you that there's, there's a wall up. And just recognize it, but open your heart, you know, to love. And love doesn't mean a relationship. It means all relationships. And it's relationships with plants, with animals, with people. And recognize that love, but also be really open to receive because I'm feeling uh, I, I get a, a lady coming through the spirit world, very attractive, very beautiful, almost looks like a model. Um, 
I feel like she worked, you know, maybe did some work in the theater in her early days, and but dressed really nice. And always it was about her outward appearance, but she hid, or she she had a very guarded heart, and she she would come across a little cold and stuffy while she was here because it was hard for her to get intimate with people, and I'm talking like emotionally, spiritually, and so forth. But you have great compassion, and you feel safe to love the, the animals. Feel safe to love people. That's a big part of you because it's all about uh, loving yourself too. And I get travel for you. I feel adventure, like uh, going beyond what feels comfortable to you, but uh, opening yourself up uh, to travel. Have you been to, like, the redwoods or the by the ocean? No. I, I don't I'm travel. Hold for you, for, like, like the forest, like up in, you're in Northern California, correct? Yeah, she is. Yeah, so you, you, you're by, like, the Oregon, so, so the, the redwoods and so forth. I feel a, a great pull for you there, but be open to who you meet when you travel. Like, it might be that friendly conversation with the waiter, the waitress, where you're working or, uh, you know, just someone where you're sharing a space with. But it's safe to love. It's safe to love. That's the vibration I'm hearing for you to, to say the affirmation, to, to open your heart because you have so much to give, but be open to receive. Let's go to Aaron in the state of Florida. Hello, Aaron. Welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Uh, also, Jeffrey, thank you for uh, taking the time. Thank you. Um, Thanks for being with us. How can we help you? Uh, what I want to touch on is uh, job-wise. Was wondering if you uh, if you see me getting back in entertainment or non-entertainment job. What that is, where it's at, what can I expect, what I need to do, and is there anything else that's trying to get my attention? Yeah. Do you do anything with a guitar? What's that? Guitar. No. Uh, do you work with musicians like as a manager? Uh, no. I mean, I used to sing back in the high school days, but that was it. No, but this feels more like you supporting people who do music. It, it's more administrative work around entertainment, and I also feel like you have really good – came like what, from the first call or two that we talked about planning and organizing um, around events. Um, I like going to events, but like I mean, as for like uh, being uh, what do you call organized and not really that. Um, <laughs> but go ahead, continue. continue. Well, I'm just, I'm just seeing you work more from a business perspective, uh, consulting um, and helping organize events, and you know, start locally but work your way out. I don't know if you live like where there would be resorts or, you know, big places that hold events, but being participating in the organization, the, the communication, the planning, I, I just, I feel that that speaks to you. Do you have any connections to like Tennessee or Kentucky? Uh, yeah, I used to live in Kentucky. <laughs> Weird. So, so I feel strong about that area. What the things you learn there, you, you know, you take your skills, you take your your history 
uh, with you and, and what you worked on there, bring with you there. But you have a lot of blue in your energy field, and blue is the color of communication, self-expression, creativity. And it doesn't just come in a fine art form. It comes in just how you live your life and being in innovative and creative and how you do that. And the thing I want to say really strongly is don't get complacent. Like that's what I'm hearing uh, through my intuition is don't be complacent. Um, be open. Always be growing. You know, the way to the kingdom of heaven, they say, is through the eyes of a child. And we always want that childlike spirit. Be playful, but be open and inventive um, and engaged. Okay, Aaron, let's take one more quick call before the break. Cynthia in Massachusetts. Hi, Cindy. Hi. Thank you, dear. Thank you. Um, How about a question? uh, Basically, I just wanted to have a life reading. My my life is a little bit chaotic with um, my living situation, but I'm working very diligently to make sure that occurs. Yeah, so are you planning to are you planning a move? Cindy? Yeah, I'm not planning on moving uh from where I live, but the move may be something that has to do with moving things around in my apartment. Yeah, no, this feels this feels like a, a place that's more um accessible for you, but also safe and um, and bringing a, a greater sense of contentment, um, connected to community, like community activities and so forth. Does that make sense to you? I've been living here for 20-something years, and I, uh, this Living situation is very uh, stressful, meaning that it's very costly. That, that's but, why I'm saying is finding a place where it, be open to find a place where you feel more content and that you have the ability to not have to worry about those things. And is there any family member or friend that has, like, an apartment or something attached to their home that they told you about? We're going to take a break right here, Jeff, and then we'll come back and wrap things up. And welcome back, our final segment with Jeff Jowett. Jeff, I wanted to thank you for being on the program. And would you give your website out to folks, please? Yeah, sure. It's it's uh, Jeff with G-E-O-F, Jowett, J-O-W-E-T-T dot com. So it's just JeffJowett.com, but Jeff is G-E-O-F. Excellent. Thank you, Jeff. Once again, you always do a great job. For some people, demons, entities are a problem. If you need a clearing, there's no one better than the spiritual warrior, Bill Bean. Bill, let's talk about that other case of possession that uh, is in the book, uh, The Connection, if you would, please. Absolutely. And George, I'd like to, if we have a moment after that, I'd like to mention uh, briefly a couple recent ones that I feel you would probably be very interested sure. in hearing about. Absolutely. Uh, but let me speak about this really quickly. Um, this one took place on March 31st, 2018, in Orlando, Florida. And uh, I arrived at the home. And, you know, George, usually I can feel, and again, I don't claim to be anything, but God does give me a knowing of things. He has bestowed 
gifts, I'll say it that way, upon me. And I could sense evil right away, you know, pulling up and getting out of the, the rental car. And um, as I'm walking up the walkway, you know, I could I could sense it. I could feel evil present. And the uh, it, it was a very nice family, and, and the the lady of the house was the one being affected. And she, too, had some suffering in her childhood, and she was exposed to uh, Santeria mm-hmm. and Santeria uh, curses, which is, you know, it's like a Caribbean voodoo. And so she had exposure to that and was victimized by that as a child. And so she had been having on and off bouts of what she believed was demonic possession over the years. I think it was just a a strong oppression that eventually did turn into a possession. And I didn't even think that until it was time to perform the deliverance. So I'm sitting there with her and her husband, very nice lady. He's a very nice man. Uh, met the kids. Everything seemed well between all of them. We're talking. Um, and the more we talked, the closer it was getting to the time at hand of the deliverance. Hmm. So I asked her husband to go up and, and fill the tub that I was going to ask her to stand in the water. I was going to bless the water first. I was going to ask her to stand in that water, and I was going to perform the deliverance over her while she was standing in that blessed holy water. So everything was going according to plan until we got into the bathroom. When it was time for her, after I said the prayer, and I could notice when we were going up the steps, her body language, you know, it was changing, that she was becoming nervous and apprehensive. And, you know, and again, you think, okay, well, this person's going to be a little nervous. I mean, something like this is about to happen. You know, they're going to be disturbed by it. So I'm blessing the water, and now it's time for her to get in. And all of a sudden, George, it takes her over, and it becomes a physical struggle. And her husband, he was right there, and he did assist me. He stayed right there with me, and we had to physically subdue her and get her into the uh, tub. And my goodness, was it ever a struggle. Same thing, spitting on me, trying to bite me. Cursing. Her eyes changed to black. Um there were voices coming out of her, and she, her tongue looked like a, it was like a serpent. It was coming out and going all over the place. I, it was just unfathomable. And then she started, it, it wasn't her, it was those demonic uh, entities mm-hmm. in her. They were screeching and screaming. I can't believe that the neighbors didn't call the police. That's how loud this Jeez. was. And so, again, I had to be unwavering in, you know, what God was having me to do. And I continued, even with that screeching, and I continued to take power and authority over it. Every time I did that, it would stop, and then it would start back up again. So this was a battle back and forth for quite a while. And uh, to make a long story short, God did work through me to deliver her from it. And when she was delivered, she vomited everywhere. That happens sometimes, George. It comes up through the mouth like that, and 
after that happened, she was delivered. And then, you know, God bless her husband, he cleaned all of that up, and we had to put fresh water in there. Sure. And I re-blessed the water and then baptized her in that, and she's been great ever since, thank God. But let me tell you, I will never, ever forget that day. And it seems like she was calm, and then something really kicked her into high gear. What would have done that? I think what it was is the entities knew it was time for eviction. Aha. Uh-huh. So when okay. it's time for eviction, you know, they're going to hold on and fight with everything that they have because they don't want to go. They were fighting they you. A, yes. They have a host body, and that's what they want. And when they could get into a person like that and have that level of control, they don't want to go anywhere. So I am definitely, you know, a mortal enemy to these demonic forces. And again, it's by the power of God that I'm even still alive, George, because I believe that if if the devil would have had his way, he'd have killed me a long oh, time see, ago. That's, by the power of God, I'm still alive. That's what I asked you if you've ever been attacked or hurt. You've been yeah. very fortunate. Yes, absolutely. Can we, can, can we say ahead. you were lucky? Well, I, I would say blessed. Uh, you know, I'm definitely under God's full blessing, and, and I am not perfect. I don't claim to be perfect. I try to do the best that I could do and be the best that I could be each and every day of my life because I have to be somebody to and for somebody every day of my life. So I can't let down. And so I thank God and praise God for that. Um, and I will say this as well that my life is 50 times more blessed than it's ever been cursed. And I could never thank God and praise God enough for that. Let's talk about a couple other little cases you had mentioned, then we'll get into the Mandela effect, and then we'll take calls with you, Bill. What okay. uh, what other cases um, did you happen to have? I want to talk with you about something that took place on November 18th, this uh, 2018. And uh, your webmaster has it posted on the Coast to Coast site, a couple of those photographs. And this took place in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And this took place uh, at the home of a family that I had already helped. I'd previously been there. I love them dearly. They're, they're like family to me now. And, and I feel that way about all my clients. I, you know, after this is over with, I try to be there for them and do anything that I can for them and, and always be there and somebody that could comfort them and help them to move forward. So this is Anita Tetzel and her son, Chris Levis, um, great people. Anyway, they started having problems again, and they asked if I could come back, which I did. And again, I sensed the presence of evil when I entered into the home, really walking up the walkway as well, but I entered in. Now, usually, George, I would never ask someone to do this uh, because most people, they don't want to document. They don't want to take photographs. They don't want video. They're very embarrassed and ashamed by it. They don't want people to know it. But on this occasion, I felt that God was urging me to say to Chris, I want you to stand behind me as I'm going through this house. And they'd have they had had severe demonic problems in the past that God worked to me to deliver them mm-hmm. and to get rid of the garbage out of the home, and somehow they'd come back in. And so I asked Chris, I said, I want you to walk behind me as I'm going through the house and just take random photographs. I really believe that you're going to capture some things in these photographs. And so, sure enough, he captured many images, uh, two that I believe to be 
divine angels, and then the rest I, I believe to be demonic. And uh, one in particular, which is on your Coast to Coast website, was this face, and I mean, it's very clear. It's very clearly devi- uh, defined. It looks like a demonic entity, and if you look closer at it, it looks like fangs. Oh, it's horrible looking. The, it's horrible. Yeah. yeah. Yep, out of the right side of the mouth. And um, so this was in the basement of the home. It looks and like I Frankenstein, know. the face, doesn't exactly, it? Exactly, George. Exactly. And I mean, that's one of the most defined pictures that I've ever seen of what I believe to be a demon. And so I was drawn over to the uh, chimney area, and part of that house was built in the 1800s. And there was like a little potbelly stove uh, connected to this this chimney area down in the basement, and it was a block wall. And I felt that there was a portal there. So this is something that I didn't discuss with you earlier that I should have, is that not only you know, do I have to, by the power of God, bind and rebuke and cast out demonic forces, but I also have to close the portals as well, because there are portals everywhere. That's right? not easy. Travel. No, it's not. And, and so I'm standing there in front of this block wall where God had led me to, where I believed a large portal was, and I'm binding and rebuking and closing the portal. And as I'm doing this, George, just as you're hearing my voice now, this groan, growl type of thing came out from within the block wall. Anita and Chris were standing right there with me. We all heard it clearly. And so after hearing that, I had to jump right back into action and take power and authority and bind and rebuke it, cast out, and then it departed. But it was, again, something that you and the uh, listeners You'd have to be there to see it and hear it for yourself to truly understand and appreciate what I'm saying. Let's take a few calls here for you, Bill, and we'll come back and talk more about these events and the Mandela effect as well. Let's go to Colleen in Red Bluff, California, to get things started. Hi, Colleen. Hi, George. Thank you. I think for taking my call. I'm actually kind of really nervous. Um, I was married for a long time to an abusive man, and there were many times, just to cut it short, abuse verbally, physically, mentally, whatever, and sexually. And um, I can distinctly remember at least three or four times where I saw the face of Satan while he would be raping me and choking me, and I would have fought him off physically as hard as I could, and I was strong back then. And, I mean, I would be sweating just out of energy trying to fight him off and... um, I just, I feel like I've been stuck, and I don't know if there's residual effects from that or whatever, but I know. I know. Do you I know feel possessed? Just, I don't know if I feel possessed, because I've done, I mean, I'm a single mom, four kids, raised them all, worked hard. And, and, and where is he? Know. He's done. He's gone, right? He died, yeah. He oh, died he died. Three, yeah, about three and a half years ago. But, I mean, I, we were divorced a long, long time ago, but, you know, I mean, God is been amazing in, in letting me raise my kids and everything that we went through. I mean, just a host of things. But um, personally, I just feel like i just not worthy. I don't know. I, I Well, let's bring the expert in to talk with you. Bill, go ahead. And I'm very sorry that you've suffered in the way that you have. And I want you to know that God does love you, and God is with you, and God is for you. 
And I think it's time for you to start a new chapter, a new season in your life, making God first in your life and have a real connection with him and allow him to show you that you are somebody and you are worthy. So I would suggest to you that, and whether it's me or somebody else, find someone to help you with this type of spiritual, and this would be more of a spiritual cleansing for you. And I would also recommend that you'd be rebaptized as well and start a new chapter and a new season in peace, freedom, and victory. I want you to look forward and never look back. And you can get a hold of Bill through his website, Colleen, billbean.net, linked up at coasttocoastam.com. That's it. And, and God bless you. And if I can be of any assistance in any way, please, like George said, he just gave you the website. Don't hesitate. Let's go to Ed in uh, Hemp Hill, Texas. Ed, welcome to the program. George, it's such an honor to talk to you. Well, thank you, Ed. And Bill, when I was nine years old, my mother went to Kmart and bought a Ouija board. Oh, boy. Mm. Oh, boy. Uh, and, uh, she thought it was a game, I, right? I thought it was a game, yeah. And my brother, me and my brother played it. He was three years old. And he was 12. And, uh, he died at 25 years old. Mm. Oh, my. And... Everybody in my family, except my father, he's 82, has died. I'm very sorry to hear that. You think a lot of it was tied to that Ouija board, Ed? I think everything was tied to it. Anything happened that you could recollect for us when you were playing it? And how many times did you and your brother uh, use the board? We'd mess with it every day. Every day. Oh, my gosh. Every day. It's a portal, Bill, isn't it? It sure is. Bill Bean will be one of our live studio guests in our October 14th Columbus, Ohio live show. For Dan Galanti, Tom Danheiser, Lisa Lyon, Lex Lonehead, Sean LaDesore, Stephanie Smith, Chris Boros, Tim Banal, George Knapp, and Ian Punnett, I'm George Norrie, somewhere out there on Coast to Coast AM. We'll see you on our next edition. Until then, be safe, everyone.